Canine Cast number 35. It's the Canine Cast with Tara and Walter. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Canine Cast. We're so excited to be bringing this back to you. And by we, I guess tonight I actually mean me because we're still in our process of moving and just kind of grabbing the iTalk whenever we have a chance so that we can put something on here. And basically, I'm the first one who's had a chance since Walter did his very short audio message last week. And so I get to bring you the canine cast tonight. So this is Tara for any of you who are new to the show. And we're very happy to have you all, our new and old listeners. So tonight, what I'm going to do is, as I said, we're still in the process of moving. And through this whole thing, it's been amazing because I think our dogs, Kyler and Toby, are the ones with the least amount of stress through this whole thing. They are just kind of very go with the flow with everything. It's been absolutely wonderful. But as we're going through this, we're finding little things that we kind of wish we had done differently and other things that we have been very, very happy with how we've done it through the whole moving process. So we're going to go ahead and continue keeping notes as we go through this. And when we finish, we're going to kind of have a spotlight on moving in a show coming up and share those with you. So for for those of you who may not know, we recently, as in just this past week, moved from Florida up to New Hampshire. So it's it's been a long haul, but we're really excited to be here, and the weather appears gorgeous right now. So it's really, really neat for us. Um, With that, we're not going to have an enhanced podcast tonight, but we're just going to have um, kind of the talking. And then we'll, of course, do show notes. So any websites or anything that I mention will be on there as well. So without further ado, we've received a ton of email as we've been going through this process that we just haven't been able to get back to everybody. And I feel horrible about it. But very soon now we'll be done with moving we are still looking for an apartment a place to live right now we're living in a hotel which is fine and our dogs are here and it's nice but we're we're going to be very happy when we find a place of our own and get in there and at that point that's when things will return more to normal and I can finally uh, go through all of the email and return them and um, get back into the swing of things with the canine cast But for tonight, I'm going to go ahead and answer a couple of questions that have been sent in. The first one is from Sarah, and she writes in, We are the proud owners of a mixed-breed dog, Boris. He is a mix of lab and a lot of other things. Looks like a black lab, but has a white blaze on his chest, is more slender, and has a hound head. He is one year and three months, about 60 pounds, and loves to run. But when I try to leash him and get him to run with me on a leash, he drags way behind, so I end up pulling him along, which is no fun for either of us. If we trail run and he is off leash, no problems getting him to run in my vicinity. He just doesn't want to run on a leash. I have tried taking him out on my warm-ups and cool-downs so that he is only running for two to three minutes. I have not expected him to run 10 kilometers off the bat without any training but he just isn't into it. On healing exercises, we do quickly, normal, and slow paces, which he is great at, but the running he just drags behind. I have tried keeping a treat in my hand at my waist so that he will stay beside me, but that hasn't really worked either. I would love any tips you might have, or if this is covered in a previous canine cast, could you let me know which one? Well, Sarah, with this, there's a few different things that I would try. Now, the number one thing that I see here that 
is really promising is how you said that on healing exercises he will do quickly, normal, and slow paces and that he's great at those. So the first thing that I would try doing is to go ahead and do that quickly pace and try to, if you can, extend that to longer amounts of time and slowly, slowly speed that up. Because if he's going quickly and he stays near you, then if you can speed that up, you can eventually bring that into a run. Now, it, it may actually be that that won't work, say, um, maybe the reason why he lags behind when he's on the leash with you, it may have something to do with your actual body movements at the time that that may be making him feel insecure when he's on the leash. So in that, in that case, doing the quickly and working it up may, may not um, be successful for him. But that's the first thing that I would try. Um, it may just be that he needs to get the idea in his head that it's okay for him to run on the leash with you. Um, sometimes, sometimes dogs, they don't, well, they don't generalize. Um, dogs just as, as a type of animal, for the most part, don't generalize. So while he may understand that it's perfectly okay and wonderful to run with you off the leash, he may think that once that leash goes on, that means he's supposed to slow down. So if you are able to slowly kind of speed up that quickly, then you'd be actually teaching him that it is okay for him to go faster with the leash on. Another thing you can do to kind of get him to run and get a little bit hyped up on the leash is you can play a little game where if he if he likes treats, and you mentioned keeping a treat in your hand, so I'm, I'm guessing that he does, you can actually try to take a treat while you have him on a leash, and you would want to have a longer one, like at least six feet. Go ahead and kind of um, get the treat in front of him so that he knows it's there and he wants it and he's excited about it, and then toss it a little bit in front of you. Then you're going to race him for the treat. So both of you are going to run, and if you get there first, you pick it up, and if not, if he gets there first, then he gets to eat it. So the point of this is, is it will get him to, if, he, if he's excited enough about the treat and he really wants it, to kind of forget himself and hurry to get it. And then you can go ahead and praise him. And plus he's getting the treat, which is kind of, you know, its own reward anyway, um, to let him know that, okay, we're on the leash, but we can go ahead and move very quickly and run. Even though this will just be short spurts, that will hopefully kind of give him a different mindset about being on the leash and let him know that he can move a little bit faster. And um, then you can change those short spurts into longer spurts to go with him. Another idea is if he likes to play catch or fetch with a ball, you can go ahead and do the same kind of thing. Throw the ball and run after it with him. Try not to, f to throw it too far because um, most dogs can run so much faster than us that if he really takes off, after it, then um, then you may end up dragging behind a little bit, which isn't what we're going for either. You want to throw it just far enough that the two of you should be able to get to it at about the same time. And then you can just go ahead, as he picks that game up, you can go ahead and repeat it um, over and over to where he's running with you more and more in between. So I would, I would, I would say to try those things, see if that helps at all. But also, as, as you said, um, you know, Keeping keeping the treat at the at the waist um, to keep to keep him beside you um, may be a good thing, but it may be that when he's actually running and when you're actually making the you know body movements that are running, that he's not comfortable that close. So that's that could be part of it as well. 
So try to make sure to give him enough lead that he can go ahead and um, move a little bit away from you, even though he's still going to basically be in your area. Um, you could also try, I don't know what equipment you have this leash attached to, but if you have it on a collar, it may be that it would be more comfortable for him to run on a harness or something like that. It may be that, the, that he doesn't care for, say, the feeling on, on his neck or vice versa. If you're using a harness um, and that's something different, he may not care for the feeling. So you may want to try some different equipment as well and try the thing that's most comfortable for him. Now, if when you're doing this, if he's wearing a uh, head halter, like a gentle leader we've talked about, um, you won't want to run with him on that. Make sure that you don't run with him on any type of a choker collar um, because those can inadvertently pull on him and those can hurt, hurt them. Um, when they're running if they stop short. So um, make sure that it's either a, a flat collar or a harness that you have him running on. So best of luck with that and you know and please get back to me. Let me know how he's doing with these different suggestions and you know we can go ahead and think of some new ones as well depending on the success that you're having with those. So good luck and thank you for writing in. Um, we also have another question about finding dog trainers, specifically dog trainers in Maryland. So this is from Raphael, and he writes in, I just started listening to your podcast, and I love it. I was wondering if you could recommend a dog trainer slash behaviorist in the Annapolis, Maryland area. Our dog, Belle, loves people and is great at home. She has completed a basic obedience training in PetSmart, but we still have some issues. She is extremely dominant with other dogs, and every time we go to the dog park, she gets into a fight. It starts with just chasing and playing kind of rough, but then escalates into a full-fledged fight. No punctures yet. It gets complicated when the dog park has a lake since Belle sinks other dogs. I'm not sure if she has aggression issues because she was a rescue. We got her three and a half years ago from the pound, and she was very thin or because she gets nervous by being in a new place with new dogs. I know that you can't tell me what to do without seeing her, but I'd appreciate a referral. Thank you for your time, Raphael. Um, well, Raphael, I'm so glad that you wrote in about this. Um, so far as the reasons behind, um, behind her actions towards these other dogs, it could, it could be a number of reasons. And yes, um, it, I can't really say without you know without seeing her it could have to do with her being a rescue it could have to do with that's just her personality um, dogs are dogs are basically born with a certain amount of personality and of course there's the whole nature versus nurture um, kind of discussion out there but to a certain extent some dogs are always more dominant anyway so it, it could be it could be a combination of matters and now, going through basic obedience training is, is wonderful, and I highly recommend for everybody that they train their dogs through at least basic obedience, and then, you know, and then even beyond can be a lot of fun as well and is beneficial for the dog and the owner. But um, that won't necessarily change your dog's behavior towards other dogs. It will just change the way um, your dog responds to you, say, if you notice that your dog is getting agitated with another dog or is giving an, another dog a hard time, you can kind of call your dog off um, if your dog has gotten to a level of training where your dog will respond to you in that type of a situation. But, um, but absolutely, going to a good trainer or behaviorist is the way to go to work on this. Um, what I would recommend is if, in, if there's any way possible while you're working on this and until you work on this, um, 
please try to not take her to dog parks where she can get into that that type of a situation. I know I know that she needs exercises. They all do. So what you may want to look for is other areas where you can close it off and she can go in and run around but without you having to worry about other dogs being into the mix because any time that this happens that any time this happens that she has a problem with another dog or um, she and the, she and the other dog get into a fight. It can actually make the situation that much more difficult to deal with as she goes on. It, it kind of almost can become self-reinforcing, which you know isn't isn't what you want right now, of course. So so far as recommending a dog trainer, I don't personally know of any in Maryland, unfortunately. But what I highly recommend that you do in order to find um, some good trainers is there's a, there's a couple of places that you can check. The first one that I would check is um, the is called um, ccpdt.org. It's it's basically the certification council for pet dog trainers. The reason why I recommend this is because all of the trainers who are listed on this site have had to meet certain requirements just in order to be to be listed here to be a part of this and what it is is they become certified they have to have been training for a certain amount of time put in a certain number of hours they have to do a test that basically asks them um, a no about a number of different situations and it's, it's really great and then in addition to that they also recommend that they use some um, s some certain training styles over others so that you kind of have an idea of what of what you're getting and how they're going to train them here, they have they, they have an actual roster where you can where you can find people who may be in your area. Now I looked at Maryland, and there's no city that actually says Annapolis, and I'm not that familiar with Maryland's geography. So it has some other cities here, and one or more of them may be close to Annapolis. So I would suggest that you that you go there. Um, I'll try to go ahead and put up in the show notes the exact link to that. But if you just want the overall the overall link to the to the site, it's um, ccpdt.org. Um, so it's going to be www.ccpdt.org is the Certification Council for Pet Dog Trainers. From there, over on the left hand side is going to be the CPDT. Sorry. CPDT roster. Um, you click on that link and from there you can select your state and it will take you to trainers in that state. Now, if that's the first place I would go. Once you've done that, you may or may not find a trainer on there that you would like to check out. Um, your next step would be, there is a, there's another excellent, excellent website, um, the Association of Pet Dog Trainers. You can also find referrals here to trainers. However, the trainers that are on this site, basically, they, um, they get their referrals just by being members, and they can be a member um, just by virtue of being a dog trainer and being interested in it. So with this particular site, they're not necessarily certified. So what I would say to do is to, if you can, find a trainer from the CCPDT website. If you don't find one there, try the APDT website after that, because most of the people on here are serious trainers and this site also really really emphasizes education for these trainers um, that they continue to learn um, new ideas new techniques in working with dogs and honing their techniques as well 
Also on this site, and I'll go ahead and put this link up as well, is a great write-up on choosing a trainer. What you're going to want to do, um, what you're going to want to go through in order to find the person that you're going to work with. And it talks about specifically how to choose a trainer by watching them in a class, but you can, you can also apply that to individual lessons, which is what you will probably want to do with Belle so as to get her aggression issues under control. Now, your trainer behaviorist is basically going to meet her and meet with you and be able to put together a full plan, a full behavioral plan for you to go through with her to help work on this aggression. I, would, I highly recommend that you do um, ask for references and call and check those references and ask for basically, basically how they've gone about working with their dogs and what the results have been. The, of course, the longer term that they've seen these results, the better. And you're going to want to watch how this person actually trains. With, uh, with aggression issues, it, ca it can be kind of touchy um, because depend depending on you know what, what the actual issues are, why your dog is this way, some things may be appropriate for one dog, whereas they would be inappropriate for another dog. So, um, so you'll want somebody who has had quite a bit of, of experience in this area who can actually meet your dog, work with your dog, and kind of gauge from that some of the reasons why this is happening and work through it that way. So I know that's, that's all kind of nonspecific. Unfortunately, I don't have a name for you. But, um, but these two sites, um, ccpdt.org and also apddt.com, are going to be great for you to start there. And like I said, I'll put those up on the website for you. So alrighty, just just a quick canine cast. Just wanted to get that in there today and say hello to everybody. And let you all know that we're we're doing well. Um, thank you for all the concern when the storm was coming through Florida with Wilma. Um, we were very fortunate in that it didn't real it didn't really affect us badly at all. It was it was like a very heavy thunderstorm where we were. So we were we we're very very fortunate and. Um, and since then, it's just it's just been um, moving, which came upon us very suddenly. I'm um, just moving up here, and now we're finding our place. So hopefully, we'll be there very soon and be back on track. But thanks everybody for listening. It's great to uh, to speak to you all once again. And as always, if you haven't already, please spay or neuter your dog. It's the best thing that you can do for your furry friend. If you have a question for Tara or a comment about Canine Cast. Please leave us a voice message by calling 206-338-DOGS. That's 206-338-3647. Or post a comment on our website at caninecast.com. That's the letter K, the number 9, cast.com.